You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead and pull up a chair. <laughs> All right, here we are at the After Laugh in an undisclosed location behind the Laugh Factory. And uh, I am here with Antoine Young. I'm Bill Dawes. And Jordan Rock just got off stage. I'm here too, you guys. Yeah. Awesome. Man. How did it go? You seem pretty mellow for having just done a Saturday Friday night show. Uh, It went good. It went good. It went well. Uh, I'm used to, I'm a New York guy, man. So LA, LA weekend spots are kind of like... Ooh. Oh man, they what does that mean? Hurt. Yeah, like, are, are you saying our spots are way easier? Not as way easier. It's only one. Oh, so you don't go no, oh. in no, New York. You yeah, go to like no, two or three other shows after this. There's no rhythm. It's just one and done. It's <laughs> over. Like my night of comedy just started <laughs> and it is over right now. And <laughs> and what time is it? It's eleven o'clock. If I don't start drinking, my night is over too. Yeah, so, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, these are crucial hours. On uh, what's it like? Friday is Friday. I was about Friday to say Saturday. Night, like, oh yeah, it's time to tuck everything so, in. So Jordan, I I uh, first met you at Gotham Comedy Club in New York. And I think you'd been doing it for just a couple months. I, I don't even remember what the scenario was, but I remember you, you're pretty much brand new. And I was like, here's a look at And right away, you're talking about fucking. I was like, God damn, this guy's got some confidence. <laughs> I was talking about fucking. I'd, I'd still tell some of those jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the big difference between you're, you live in L.A. now? Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that there's a lot of talk about, oh, there's New York comedy and L.A. comedy, New York comedy, LA comedy. Do you think it's the same thing? What's the biggest difference in the audiences? Like, you just had the show here Friday night. Difference between here Friday night and then whatever your favorite club in New York Friday night. Um, Is it more PC in New York or less? I don't really know. I just feel like the walls are closer. <laughs> <laughs> what, does that, what does that mean? The, oh, because because the New York comedy the walls scene, just feel closer. There, it's just more. Feels, it's more. It's a more intimate setting. It's darker. It's darker. So yeah. does it make you feel like you want to talk about different stuff when you're in New York? Like you want to talk about gritty shit and go deeper? Uh, no. But it does feel like I never stop doing comedy. Okay, got it. It, it feels like I go into comic mode and I'm a comic for hours yeah. at a time. Yeah, yeah, and then here it's just your one brief flash of comedy, and then yeah. you go back to being like Jordan the actor looking for a job. Yeah, exactly. Like I was, I was on stage last night, and like a lady's phone rang, and I was like, "It's so like snapped me out of the comedy." That would never happen. That I was just like, <laughs> it's not that it wouldn't happen. It's just that that I, there would be so much around my night that I, this would be a part of it. But it was like yeah. I had just turned on the comedy switch, and then the phone rang, and I was like, "Shit." <laughs> like oh man, like oh man, I don't want to call this lady a cunt. I still got fifteen more minutes. Like <laughs> shit, cunt has come up in every interview cunt, we've had. Cunt so far. is like our Pee Wee Playhouse word tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's such a it's such a good word, man. It's it a is really a good, good word. word. Do you I say wish, it on stage? I do. But what, I'll, what's your cunt joke? Uh, I refer to Siri as a cunt. Like Siri and like girl Siri in the phone as a cunt. Yeah, yeah. it's not a real person, so I guess that's why I can get away with it. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so tonight <laughs> you went on and you said the crowd. Everyone said the crowd was weird. Did you have a different experience? Or you don't give a shit. It doesn't seem like you really care about the reaction. You're like, I'm doing I my thing. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't. Yeah, give a it, shit it's about like you in your own personal zone. <laughs> like you kind of do your own thing and stuff like so that. So, what is your post show ritual now that you're in LA and you're used to the one and done? What do you do after your show? Do you just go out and start drinking? 
Yeah, I'll probably drink tonight. I haven't drank in like a week. I haven't even I've I haven't had a LA weekend in forever, so I'll probably get What drunk. does LA weekend mean? I've just been on the road. Okay. So I just haven't oh. been able to sit. These are successful rich people problems. Yeah, right I know. <laughs> not even. That's he called it an L.A. weekend. Like this is like my week. <laughs> not even. Like it's like <laughs> L.A. weekend is is different, man. So you can get in some things. Jordan, it's a great you have, concert you going have a lot on, of man. a lot of stuff happening. You have a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> you have Netflix series, movies, and, and all that stuff. When did you uh, first get started in comedy? Were you an actor first, or I was a comedian, or I was a comic, man. I was a comic forever. I was a comic since I've been seventeen years old. Oh yeah. Yeah, I started telling jokes in 11th grade in South Carolina. So what made you want to do comedy? Um, I needed to find something that I wanted to do forever. I needed to find a trait. Mm-hmm. And uh, in high school in South Carolina, they weren't really telling you. like, <laughs> like They didn't really give you traits or skills. They were just like, you got to go to college. You better learn a skill yeah. or you're just going to be a loser. And I was like... It was like you don't want to work at McDonald's forever. I was like, I don't want to work at McDonald's right now. <laughs> I need to, I need to find something. Movies at the McDonald's, or <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then so uh, yeah, so I guess I, I'd already seen my brothers do it, so I guess I knew it was a hole in the defense. So I was like, I'm gonna just go ahead and <laughs> now. Did they this. get you your first spot on stage, or did you do an open mic and like? Name out of a hat type of thing. I had two first times on stage. The first time I was ever on stage, I was in seventh grade. And I did a I did a comedy workshop. What? Oh, oh you oh, took a workshop. Yeah, yeah, you know, like they have like the open mic. Come through, do open mic. You do five minutes, and then we could treat you for the rest of it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that, and uh, in seventh grade, I went out to Jacksonville, Florida, to the Comedy Zone with my brother Tone. Mm. And I was watching him all week. This is back when you used to do like you would do like Tuesday through Sunday type <laughs> something like ridiculous. when they would keep you there the whole time. So yeah. I was with him the whole time because it was spring break. Yeah. And I guess that was like for me that was like crazy to sit in the hotel room and eat french fries for for lunch. I was like uh, for breakfast. I was like this, like, is, this amazing. is what I want to so, do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, so is Tony's headlining show was your was one of your first times? No, 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 no. Just watching him and then going to the workshop. Oh, the going to the workshop. Was, okay. Was, so did the workshop help at all? Uh it was decent and the, the workshop was fun. I had fun doing it. Um I had a joke in that workshop that I told till very recently. What was it? Um, <laughs> it was just a joke of where I sung a song. I don't really want to do the joke. <laughs> the podcast, it was no one sang I, yet. Come on. Yeah, it was a joke where I did a song, and uh, yeah, it was just kind of cheesy, but it always got a laugh. Yeah. But, but I, I, I told it for a while. Then the second, then I did that. I never got on stage forever. And then I got back on stage in 11th grade when they were like, yeah, you got to figure out something you need to do. So I just started doing, you know, the little circus so that were around. So in 11th grade, you went to, you would do open mic, but you were doing obviously not 21. Did you have to, like, lie? Yeah, I had to right? fight. I had to, like, make I had to make a lot of deals. I had to be like, yeah, I'm serious. I had to, like, let people know I was very serious <laughs> about doing comedy, so they'd let me in. And I had to be good, kind of be good to back it up, too, yeah. which was very interesting. So... Well, I also think we should talk about the uh, the pink elephant, or should we say the black elephant in the room? I don't know. Oh, but, uh, wow. Talk you have two, two, <laughs> do you have two brothers who may consider both of them to be two of the Great. best comics yeah. ever. So I, I was going to ask them. I was going to actually, like. Yeah. Never heard of them. <laughs> does, it, does that make it harder for you as far as, like, because people, of course, obviously, you're probably going to compare you to them every yeah. single time you hit the stage. And it's like, dang, I got to outdo them, or I got to, like, does that do anything uh, as far as like? I think I'm past that part. 
of comedy now. Sure, yeah. I'm kind of past that now. What? I mean, I feel like I'm past that with my peers. I may not be past that with the world, but yeah. I mean, like in working comedy and just you know working as a stand-up and moving across America, I've pretty yeah. much gotten past that. I part. think everybody has something that I mean. There, there are a lot of comics whose dads were producers or casting directors or actors. Like Tom Cruise's mom was a casting director. Yeah, and the very beginning, people were like. Tom Cruise is a mom and a casting director. But it doesn't fucking matter because your work speaks for itself and then success begets success and it doesn't really, that's sort of something. But I imagine early on when you're a kid, because you're still super fucking young. Yeah, when I got to New York, uh, when I, yeah, when I got to New York, I would say for a while it was probably, it was helpful and it was not helpful at the same time because it got to a point, there's a time I always say, you'll see it whenever you're a new comic, when you're like two, three years in. Where people are coming out, take you under their wing. Uh. Where people are coming in and be like, "Oh my God, like I'm gonna look out for you, and I'm gonna let you open for me, and I'm gonna make sure there's money in your pocket and yeah. stuff like that." Like usually, comics meet that guy like around like year two, three, four, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So once that started happening for my friends, that never happened for me because nobody's gonna be my big brother in comedy because Got I have it. two other big brothers <laughs> in comedy. Yeah, exactly. You know? Nobody's yeah. gonna come <laughs> and do that. And then at the same time, they're like, "We can't come." And just give you spots because then nobody will take you serious. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah I kind of had to just sit in New York for a while until I was a working comic. And then the thing is, too, you know what's also interesting is still people know you're a comic, but they don't even know until they see you. You know how, like, so there's so many comics that you know do comedy, but yeah. you don't see them on stage? Yeah. And then sometimes you see them on stage and you're like, damn. Don't like, you? like, oh, shit. That dude's shit. actually really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. like, that's, that's kind of what happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, which is great because people are going to knock. I mean, I remember when uh, Chris D'Elia, you know, his, his dad's a big producer. Yeah, when he, he came out in the very beginning, people were like, and his dad, and then, you know, after a year, he's already undeniable. You know what I mean? So, it doesn't yeah, really I, matter. I had to, I had to kind of do that to my family. Like I had to kind of, like I had to Are do you that serious? To, to family, everyone. everyone so had to, wait, I had to do that to everyone. So your family, they didn't see the two people, I had to do comedians? that to people who already knew me. <laughs> 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 I had to do that to people who saw me every night. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah. You know how so, much of a comic you have to switch to? Like, I had to do that with the people every night. So you've had a, a ton on, of I'm going I'm to I'm answer a phone call. Okay. Oh, wow. he, someone yeah, slid into his DMs. Yeah, this, this Yo, take it. Put it on the mic. Yeah. Yo, come to the come to the comedy house. They're doing a podcast. Like, right across the street. Oh, it's supposed to be a secret location. It's an undisclosed location. Oh, That's undisclosed fine. No, it's location. fine. It's supposed to be classified. It's an undisclosed location, but yeah, they could, just follow the follow the sound, <laughs> follow the lights, uh, follow yeah, the lights. Another comic, da, 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 everyone. Da, da. That was that was Sir Mike the Bay. Sir Mike the Bay. Sir Michael the Bay. Yeah, Mike the Bay. Everybody know Mike the Bay. Mike the Bay. I'm a legend, man. Well, he's welcome to hop on too. He's super cool. Yeah, but what were we talking about? Just New York comedy and well, one of the things that like you know I wanted to talk about too with some of these comics is a lot of people say that it is difficult to talk about certain things on stage right now. Um, and some people are like, eh, who gives a shit? And then some comics are actually like, I'm afraid to say this. I don't believe in that, but I do. Th- there's a little bit this way. Is there something that you want to talk about on stage and you're like, ah, I can't. I don't have the fucking balls or you're a little bit too afraid because you're like, it's just at the edge of what will make you an asshole. No, nah, I'm not really scared about that. I really know. I figured it out. I figured it out that you have to just make it relatable. 
Yeah. You can't just sometimes you know you might just want to talk about pedophiles. You can't just talk about pedophiles. <laughs> yeah. All right, you gotta hey, make it relatable. You How do you make a pedophile <laughs> relatable? Uh, uh. You have to be like, you know what? Uh, <laughs> the way this happens at my house reminds me of. Child tra- child trafficking, and then you go oh. into a whole child trafficking bit. Like that's how that goes. Welcome, uh, man. Welcome, all right, welcome. we welcome to the after laugh. How you Mike doing? Mike DeBay. Mike DeBay, do you want to take a mic and talk for a bit? No, I'm chilling. Yeah, this is this is that's what we're doing anyway. Yeah, we yeah, have I'm chairs. So, I'm gonna give them a lot to edit. That's what so, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just get. <laughs> they're gonna be like, oh, oh. So Jordan, what was your worst? Bomb. My worst bomb? Yeah. What is your worst bomb ever? Look at those two flirting. Mm -hmm. So. My worst bomb. Or your worst heckle situation. No, I'll tell you my worst bomb. Yes. Uh, It's 2009. I just got (laughs) to New York. I'm at the Comic Strip Live every day. I basically live at the Comic Strip Live. I'm there every single day. Every day, just praying somebody doesn't show up or something. <laughs> oh, so you're not going on. You're just you're just waiting for safe time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe even I'm still doing late night at the time. So yeah, yeah. I'm doing late night. I'm going up at the end of the show. Other yeah. than that, I'm just hanging. I'm hanging from. Show used to start at eight o'clock. I was there at eight. Like I was just there. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was there. There. Um, they take note of this they're like okay we're gonna give you spots now they're giving me spots like a little bit before i should have spots i kind of just got <laughs> to new york i shouldn't be giving me spots but hey, i have spots but i have spots spot for you i have spots and uh, it's the 1050 spot um it's going good for a few weeks but uh kevin hart comes to town I heard that nice. guy. Uh, Kevin Hart comes to town. This is before Seriously Funny, too. Yeah, before he broke. This, yeah, this is right before he broke, though. This is like, this is Soul Plane on TV every yeah. day. There was like energy. <laughs> every so, day, Kevin Hart. You know? There's energy behind him. I feel like, I also, let's <laughs> think of though with this podcast. I feel like people don't credit BET playing Soul Plane. A hundred yeah. times a day, yeah. but ten Every years <laughs> as a part of the reason yeah. why Kevin Hart is a, is a household name. Absolutely, because they played that shit so long that we just knew who his face. We just knew his face. Yeah, we and then did. on top of yeah. it, he just happened to be a good comic. Plus, yeah. the, the bootleg came out super clear. <laughs> like yeah, it was like man. a DVD screener. You didn't have to go to the movies. We knew that it, guy so forever. We knew who he we, was. We, we didn't know Kevin, but we yeah. knew Kevin. Yeah, we knew Kevin from Soul Playing 100%. So he, Snoop he, was in it, Tom Warren. Yeah, Godfrey. So he he, yeah. ro- he rolled up just so like. So I will say this. This is So this is before boom, this is before he's that famous, but he's, okay. he could sell out a room. Uh, the first night, he's always worked the comic strip, mind you. This is home, one of his home clubs in the city. So they always put him on the lineup. They always just let him come in, and he does spots. Yeah. This is like, But this is right where he's like taking off. To where it's like, oh shit, Kevin Hart's coming. We better announce this. Yeah. Mm. So he's on the lineup two nights in a row. He's on it Sunday, Monday. I'm not on Sunday. I come to watch him Sunday. They don't announce it on Sunday that he's on the lineup. He just happens to be on the lineup. So comes in, does a spot. You know, a few people know who he is. It's cool. It's whatever. Next day, the show that I'm on, they advertise it. So that's dope. It's sold out Monday night show. A sold out show. Sold out Monday night show. 200 black people at the comic strip live. Mm. Upper East Which is side. not their normal uh, purview. Not, not the normal. <laughs> not the like, normal four, five or six people. They're there. <laughs> they don't want to see nobody mm. but Kevin Hart. Yeah. They're like, they hate everyone that's going up 
before yeah. uh, all the white guys. Are they booing and stuff? They're not booing. They yeah. just they, they just. just they, they just, just don't that, fuck with it. That straight face. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't fuck with it. Just, like you it's stole like my wallet. Tom Van Horn is hosting, you <laughs> yeah. know, like like they just don't they just don't <laughs> fuck with it that much. Yeah. And uh, so the lineup was supposed to go Kev, Mike Britt, me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mike Britt also a beast. Mike Britt is a beast. Mike Britt is a fucking beast. Yeah. So Kev is late. And they uh-huh. put Mike Britt up. Yeah. And Mike Britt oh, is the first black worse. guy they've seen. In an hour, like an hour or some change. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes up and destroys. Like yeah, when I wow. say Mike Britt, Mike Britt had a rare night that Monday. Yeah. Like I'm he saying, said, he said a rare night. A rare night. He does like, it normal. Like he does. He he normally kills, but he. But this he, is next level. This is next level killing. Like he's killing <laughs> to the point that when he, he gets off stage, night. it's so rare, bro. He gets off stage, right? And like he's damn near got a standing ovation. Oh um, wow! Mike Britt damn near has a standing ovation, right? <laughs> the like Tom Van Horn comes back on stage. They're still cheering for uh, fucking Mike Britt. Mike like he can't Mike even like it's to the point where Tom, <laughs> like Tom Van Horn can't even say anything because Mike the crowd Britt. is still going crazy for Mike Britt. Uh, so he just goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Hart, oh. <laughs> fucking." Through the mm. roof. This place mm. goes through the roof. Okay. Uh, Kev goes up. He does 20 minutes. He's doing, he's not doing seriously funny. He's doing mm. laugh at my pain. He's doing okay. the next special <laughs> before mm. before the mm. other one. Mm. And uh, he's doing all right, all right. He's doing yeah, like his father's yeah. funeral killing. Mm. Uh, he says good night. And then the checks come out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, let's, just, got, let's just wait, hold on. Who got? Let's just, we have to say oh, this because not everyone who's this. listening to this is necessarily going to be like uh, inside comedy. But uh, there's something called the check spot in comedy where it's usually the worst spot where the waiters and waitresses all drop the checks and then you go on stage and everyone argues over gratuity and shit yeah, for like yeah, five yeah. minutes. <laughs> so yeah, that's what happened to me. The checks drop. And 200 people are like, are like, well, it can't get any better than this. And they get up and leave. They go pay their check at the fucking at the register in the lobby. Why so they're all getting, yeah, they're all getting up. And everyone else who fucking is there is like, yeah, we're right. <laughs> Doesn't get better than. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of we here. heard it for five minutes. Yeah, like you guys I'm just are... up there, like I, this doesn't even matter. So you're on money. stage and people are just walking people out. People walking out. I'm like, it's okay. I got my twenty five dollars already. <laughs> I, I guess like this is what. I, shit, so how uh, much time did you do this? I did like four minutes, probably four or five minutes. I was like, can somebody come get me? I was like, can somebody you took yourself off stage. I just said, can somebody come get me? I just remember going, like, you couldn't even leave the stage. Like, like. <laughs> can I just have somebody hold my hand and walk me off of this? Exactly. Like, can somebody come get me? Like, That's yeah. hilarious. And also you were like, what, 20 at the time? So I was, you're like I was a little 18. kid. <laughs> Someone picked 18. me up. My mommy picked me up. I was 18. I was probably in New York for like three wow. months before that happened. Now, when what was happening, were you appreciating the surreal weirdness and shittiness of it? Or were you like, did, were you beat yourself up for like a week? Were you like depressed? Um, nah, it's nah. all good until. Because in New York, the thing about New York, bombing in New York. Hurts a lot less than bombing in L.A., so, I will say. Be- before when all that stuff was happening, were you still were you kind of nervous and everything, though, too? Do you feel like you being pretty – because you have to Hell follow – yeah, I was fucking scared of shit. Yeah, so do you think that kind of had an effect as well? Yes. 
Because <laughs> I know you was going through your head. Okay, what I'm yes. gonna say? Now is I know how to. This is you want to know how you. You want to know how. Yeah. You follow what do you do? How do you follow Kevin Hart at a check is, spot? This is how you follow Kevin Hart at a check spot. <laughs> Give it up for Kevin Hart. <laughs> God damn, you guys. <laughs> like, keep it going for that guy. Like, motherfucker, you paid. Yeah. You didn't think, nigga, you hit, I'm here, nigga. Yeah. I'm here, nigga. Like, give it up for that guy. He did the, he did the. All right, all right. That nigga killed. Mm-hmm. Give it up for him. I gotta do five minutes on Kev killing. That's <laughs> yeah, and then before, you can get them before I even tell a joke. So, you, so you learn from that experience. Yes. Then. I gotta say, one of the last times that I feel like I bombed was following Tony Rock at the Laugh Factory on a Friday. It was like that weird transition between like the ten o'clock midnight show and I was like the first on the midnight show, and I'm usually like, man, I bomb in that spot all the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you, know, and then you know, that's actually the and name. And Tony of the had a rare night where he was like, he has one of those nights where everyone in the audience like feels like they're his best friend and he's relating <laughs> to everybody. And I was like, well, I'm gonna come under it. And I'm gonna be like the white guy, and, and literally, I walked in there like, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. and Tony was. Wild. Watching me, he hadn't seen me perform in a long, and I was eating dick, and I was like, I just felt like the whole time, like Tony, I swear to God, I'm better than this. Can I go on the road with you? Yeah, I, I always try to go up before Tony. Every time I'm doing a show, I'm, I'm like, can I just bring him up? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Can I just bring him up? Can I just do my that time? Was, that was the hey, one. Get com- out the way first. <laughs> That's the one comic Chris Lee was like, I never want to follow that guy. I never want to follow Tony Rock. No, that dude, he's he's really. I I actually bombed doing Chocolate Sunday one time, and he actually saved my set from a bomb because at the end of my set, I said I don't care what y'all think about me, and he kept calling it back the whole night. Everybody oh, during his just, set, yeah. He was like, "That's the coolest thing I ever." <laughs> that dude, he kept, and I was like, "Thanks, Tom, you saved my." <laughs> hey, man. I don't give a fuck about y'all people, man. <laughs> I said, I can care less of what y'all think. Tone was like, man, that was the craziest thing I ever heard. <laughs> I, imagine, I imagine you took a deep breath before you said Yeah, I was like. I imagine like. I, imagine, I bombed. I was bombing bad. I was like, I can care what, what y'all think about me. Man, like, I never do chocolate Sundays. Really? You haven't done it? I've done, I've done it. You just <laughs> don't want to keep doing it. Now, we were talking about this because we were talking about urban crowds and then the chocolate Sunday crowd, which is yeah. sort of urban, and then, now like, whatever. Chocolate, now so why world. don't you like doing chocolate? I actually don't like doing chocolate Sundays either for a lot of different reasons. I like, I like it, but Sunday. I don't like it, and I'd I like it, and I like Sunday. it. I just don't like uh, the <laughs> black <laughs> people. <laughs> so what, Okay, so what's the hoodest rooms, like, that you've done? I know you've done, like, some pretty hood like, rooms. Uh, yeah. I uh, I got some hood room. What's the, what, you want some hood room stories? You no, no. I, I like like. <laughs> do you have to change your style or change your set when you do the hood room compared to when you're doing more of like a mainstream room? Nah, I used to feel like that, but you know what the thing is, comedy kind of meshed into alternative comedy. Like stand up comedy yeah. kind of turned into alternative comedy, uh-huh. so it kind of all. I don't know. Do like, you identify more with alternative comedy? Do you feel like that's more your crowd or what you relate to? No, not really. Because I'm, I'm a I'm a club guy. I'm a main yeah. club guy. Yeah, you are. But yeah. um, but you do you do alt rooms too? Yeah, because in New York, when I started doing it in New York, I just started doing all the Brooklyn rooms. I just started yeah. performing in Brooklyn, and there was just uh, it's not even that you had to change it. You could kind of just say some jokes that you wouldn't normally get off in other rooms. Yeah. And um 
yeah, it's fun. It's fun doing black rooms. I like doing black rooms. I really yeah. do. I get to. I, I don't know when when a black room is is rocking, rocking. I yeah, like a it's nice, the best. Yeah, the I best. like a nice. Uh, you know, I like a black room with like. A table of white people. If there's a black room with a table, yeah. oh, because then you can always get on. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah, like, that's, that's, that's yeah, so easy. One yeah. table. <laughs> that's the shit. And, or vice versa. I could do a white room with like yeah. one. Like I like a nice mixed crowd because I like to go back and forth. But I like, yeah, I absolutely. like, I like everything because I had to do everything. I didn't get a. Chance. I, I, I noticed you do a lot of. Uh, you can do crowd work really well too. Your improv is like really on point. Like, uh, did you have to practice that, or like, how did you get that to get to that caliber? Just. I was hosting a lot in New York. I will say that. Yeah. Like, I was a host for a while. So that just taught me how to go into the crowd and control what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Crowd work is fun when you give them a qu- question that can only have but so many answers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it goes away from you, that's one thing. But also, um, yeah, I just had to bounce it off the crowd was just something that I just – kept on doing you know like sometimes you get auditions yeah and you're like and you hear all these comics talk about easy jokes or yeah. like oh man you're gonna do that easy joke on tv <laughs> or or um they're like you're gonna get this easy joke or you're gonna fucking um well you out there yeah oh shit see you bro see antoine <laughs> see you antoine so the comics will give you shit for doing an easy joke or a, versus a hard joke no or no, no. <laughs> i'm high <laughs> go back. What was I talking about? Well, we were talking about like black rooms and alt rooms, and then like mainstream rooms, and sort of. Uh, he was talking about you riffing with uh, riffing on stage and doing improv oh, stuff. Riffing got riffing got good because every time I was doing an audition, you know, like every time you do an audition, they're yeah. like, "You're doing this easy joke. You're leaning on the crowd. You can't always lean on the crowd because what if the crowd's not there when you need them?" Yeah. So every time I was getting ready to do an audition, I'd be like, "Fuck, oh uh, shit." Um, <laughs> How am I going to tell this joke without bouncing it off the crowd or something like that to where I just had to – I was like, that's just what I do. So I'm just going to have to try to do that. I'm going to have to do that all the time. I'm just not going to take that part out. Yeah. So I just got comfortable doing it. Now now that your acting career is uh, taken off, I'm sure you have some stuff to plug, do you feel that the comedy helps your acting? Like, Do you feel like the way that – because sometimes I feel like directors will be like, oh, you're a comic. Just make something funny up for this line. Make something, Or sometimes they're like – uh, listen, Mr. Funny Man, just read the fucking lines. Uh, that happens. That happens. It goes both ways. I think I think acting helps comedy simply because I'm just more aware of my face and just sticking a joke ah, in the emotion and stuff like that. Yeah. I uh, I actually quit doing alt comedy, by the way, because the last time I went was the week after Harvey Weinstein came out, a show called Sweet in New York. Do you ever do Sweet? It's like one of the super alt alt, like there's a piano UCB? in the room. It's like that level of alt. Yeah, I never get to do any of those things, man. Yeah. Nah, man, I'm just so I, I never do ECB. But people never will do the freak in the cave. But people will hate you in a room like that more than they will hate you in a mainstream crowd, even like an urban crowd. And all an alt group will like make a march based on your act. They will like literally like <laughs> What are you saying in there, man? Like <laughs> Okay, I'll tell you I'll tell you what happened with with Sweet. So, it was a mistake that I was booked as the as the guest host when he went out of town cuz it was 2 days after Harvey Weinstein. And so I'm like, well, I got to talk about it a little bit. And it was the story about him jerking off into a plant. <laughs> do you remember that? He, like, jerked yeah. off into a ficus tree. Jerked off into a plant. I mean, yeah. Into, Maybe like, this house he could do whatever he wants in his house. No, no, <laughs> no, he was in some restaurant. He met this girl. And then he was like, can I jerk off? She said, no. He goes, can I come on the plant? So this I talked about. a crazy life, man. So I talked about the, the victims. And I was like, what about the poor plant? 
The place just sit there minds his business, like, oh, and Harvey Weinstein is a big fucking, you know. That audience was literally like, it was basically like I assaulted them in the room right there. And I'm like, this is like the most inoffensive Harvey Weinstein joke I can come up with, that he jerked off into a plant. And they were like, kind of look at me the way you guys look at me right now. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, man, you can't talk about jerking off in plants, man. <laughs> no, you just couldn't talk about Harvey Weinstein. That's what it was. Yeah, well, let's introduce you because we, we we just uh, – so who are you to the to – the uh, I'm Michael DeBay. Hey, Michael how you DeBay. doing? You have a voice for podcasts too, Thank Michael you, DeBay. Thank you. I appreciate that. I once worked in radio. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Ringer. So did you do a, a set tonight? No, 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 no. I was doing some writing work and I just came over the hill. Came over the hill, yeah. yeah. Just meet up with Jordan and you guys yeah. are going to get into some trouble, I'm guessing. Yeah, man, I'm gonna try. I'm trying to f- do something tonight. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds really. Sounds I don't know. I don't think when vague. I don't think white people are like I'm trying to do something. That sounds fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but when you do it, it sounds like cool. Like, all right, you want to do something? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like I, I, I sounds like I'm about to do good. Like I'm about to <laughs> like I'm about to go hit a lick or something. Like, yo, I'm trying to get into some shit, yo. <laughs> yo, call your call your cousin, yo. <laughs> <laughs> nah. No, I'm not, I'm gonna I'm get into something right. It's it's only right. Get into something that sounds so cool. I never get into something. You know, I <laughs> I do. I, this made me think of this story. I want to, to. I don't know why I keep bringing up Tony, but you know, yeah, he's tell me, tell me, tell stories. I love Tony. So so it was his birthday, and he was like, "Hey, who wants to go to my birthday?" Were you were you there's like maybe three years ago? Hey, listen. And I was like the one like white dude there, and Tony was like, "You come on, Bill Dawes." And I was like, "Me?" I was like, "Where, where oh, was it shit. at?" So we went to the club. I don't know what it, what the club it was. <laughs> One of the clubs. It was in Hollywood, and it was pretty like you know it was urban. Yeah. Was this was this was that it was at White Lotus when it was over on Kauai? It might it might have been then. yeah yeah I think it might have been that. Yeah. And I was there and I was just trying to be like, you know, cool. <laughs> like basically as a white guy when you're trying to fit in with like a black a cool black crowd, <laughs> doing, you just try to do it. nothing. Like, the more you do, the less cool you do. Like, don't raise the roof or try to dance or any shit. So I was just, like, just, like, there just nodding and drinking. And I was, like, and by the end of it, Tony was, like, hey, man, Bill, man, thanks for coming, man. And then he said this. He goes, if anyone fucks with you, let me know. I'll take care of it. And I was, like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> like, that's nothing you ever hear from white people, you know, obviously, uh-huh. right? Uh, and then I walked, like, 10 more feet. And another guy said, hey, man, man, thanks for having me. Hey, man, if anyone fucks with you, let me know. Then I was, like, what the fuck is going to happen? <laughs> and, <laughs> is someone gonna jump me on my way to my car? What the fuck does that mean? That's a tr- that's yeah, that was funny. That was a true story. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right. Nobody fucked with you either, did they? Was that? Didn't nobody fuck with you either, did they? <laughs> nobody fucked. No, I, I on stage I told a joke. I was like, yeah, you know, and I was like kind of scared, and I was driving home drunk. I got pulled over by the cops. I was like, hey, Tony, I got pulled over by the cops. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and it did okay, but yeah. So who are you texting right now, Jordan Roth? Uh, there was a girl in the show. I didn't know she was there. Oh, there you go. Do they slide into your DMs just randomly? I just saw you perform. You're really funny. Um, no, I'm not as popping as people think. <laughs> I wish I was. I as as popping as people think I would. If I was as popping as people thought I was, uh. I'd be doing good. <laughs> I feel like I always feel like my friends are getting more pussy off me than me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like uh, like my friends are are benefiting from me more than me. Like they come around, 
And uh, you know they're like, uh, they're like, uh, yeah, I told you I knew him. I told you I knew him. <laughs> so so fuck me now. And I'm like, why they Wait, should be fucking me? me? I'm like, I'm the guy that did the work. What, are you getting pussy from? Uh, I'm celibate right now. I'm not. What I'm are celibate. you really celibate? Yeah, that's man. interesting. How long have you been celibate for? Like a year and some change. Okay, that's legit. I thought you'd be like, it's been two weeks, but nah, like a nah, year nah. and some change. Yeah, what made you? What change. made you decide to go? Because I got a, I got a lot of pussy, so it's like I yeah, need to get some work done. Do you know how ridiculous it is to get pussy for like no reason? Like you don't put in no effort or nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Like you ain't got shit to show for it. (laughs) He's just like, I I probably should go work on something. (laughs) So is the plan that like when you have something that you feel is successful, then you're gonna just just yeah, and then and then and then like you know I'll break that little fast with like some (laughs) extraordinary because I mean I'll I'll be leveled up because yeah. I've been put in work. Yeah, I'm uh so that's where I'm at. That's really interesting because I'm definitely like, if I don't have to try for it, like, good, f- you, good. You don't, I don't have to try for it, and if I did, I'd schedule it. I don't want it, like, I, I, I'm <laughs> like uh, once a month. Like a membership, once a month a month, send me. <laughs> and you're that disciplined. That's really good. I'm trying to be. Yeah. And what are you, what are you working on? What are you writing on? Everything. Something for him, something for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, a couple well, of features, a show or two. Yeah. yeah. Does does he know that you're writing for him while he's like? Yes, yes, the, I do. While he's DMing a bunch of things, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He does. He does. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I. Hey man, it's gonna be good. I'm gonna walk back in there real quick. Do you guys? Do you guys? Do you guys pitch the show together? Do you guys go in rooms and like? Sometimes. Yeah. How do those pitches go? As, as because I've had a couple, and I always think like I have no idea. I feel like there's you a trick. Never know. You just be like vibing with somebody and tell them, "Hey, man, this is my ideas. You you want to know what I was thinking and working on right now? You like that? Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so you go in there like that, chill, and like whatever, man. That's hey, cool. listen, somebody's gonna say yes. A lot of people are gonna say no. Yeah. But hey. Yeah. And I, are can't, you also, I can't lose enthusiasm, yeah. so I just be real chill about it. Yeah, of course, man. And you still get up on stage a lot? Yes. Yes. But not as much as I want to. Yeah. So if I'm going I'm gonna work on working. That's what I do. Hell yeah, man. I guess my guy, man. We're going we're together too. Oh, you do? Yeah. So where are you where are you like touring around? Like you have your own tour with I'm a title? Touring, man. Uh, I don't have a tour with a title. I'm just on the road, man. I'm just being a comic. I'm gonna be on the road forever until some shit happens. Oh really? <laughs> so you don't feel like a need to stay in LA or whatever? Nah, I'm just like, I'm here, but I'm I still gotta go get some money every. Do do two your weeks. people? Does the team behind you like? Where <laughs> the fuck are you? Why are you in Boise, Idaho right now, Jordan? I mean, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I could work from anywhere. Um, I make the schedule now, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's kind of right. how I run it. I'm like, I make the schedule. Yeah. yeah. And so how many days uh, a, a year would you tour? Are you touring, do you think? Like, really? All year? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm out here, man. And is it because you're developing a special? You're like, I just want, to f- I just want the experience of doing it. Because uh, I would never both. do that. Both. I'm developing the special, and, uh, yeah, I've, I wanted all of this. I wanted to be on the road like this. Yeah. So, uh yeah, it's going good. It's going good. I'm definitely going to try to lock in the special at the end of next year. The road has been real. Traveling, going everywhere, being a real comic, this is real. How long have you been doing that? Uh, the last two years. Last two years, yeah. Yeah, just on the road, doing the improvs, funny bones. So project five years from now, where, where, do, where would you go like, hey, man, this is where I want to land? Because a lot of people would say you've already landed and you've already made it. You have 
I know you have like a movie, and it's, I, I keep seeing your face on Netflix. I want to punch it. So, uh, uh, I'm on a show. I was on. A, I was on a show called Love, which is great. You were great in that, yeah. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that show did three seasons. It was cool. Uh, two Netflix originals. Uh, yeah, I'm acting. Two man. two Netflix original movies. Yeah, two too, Netflix right? original movies. So you're kind of like their guy. So your special will probably be. I like don't know. Them. I don't think I'm their guy. I just think that's where things are. That's just where <laughs> everything I, I book just happens to be on Netflix. Now, so. do you are you one of these people? This is a question someone asked you to freelander. If you could give up one, if you were like you can never do this one again, would it be comedy or acting? Oh, acting. Yeah, I, could do, I, could, I think most comics say that. Yeah, I, I, I would do stand-up. Stand-up's the shit. So, yeah, five years from now, man, five years. What's the dream? Madison Square Garden? Uh, That would be dope. That would be dope. But doing theaters would be lit. Uh, Just coming in, doing one-nighters, and getting the door would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Special, I would say, hopefully, one or two specials, successful sitcom, three, movies, three, three seasons. Three, three seasons deep. Three yeah, movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, three movies. To, movies come with shit. Mo- yeah. Movies, like movies, like somebody's going to put you in a movie. You hang out long enough, somebody's going to be <laughs> like, somebody's going to be like, yeah, but like TV is like, you know, we need to write something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what yeah, to matters. star, to actually be the lead in something, we're going to have to make that. Or at least stick around, they'll be like, oh, yeah. be a pizza guy, but. That was <laughs> that was one of the things I learned when I came to LA. Is like nobody really wants to give you shit, but they'll listen if you have shit to give them. Yeah, because everyone's yeah. stupid, and they're like, "Yeah, you sell? got an idea? You got something to sell? Yeah, yeah, yeah come on." Reality, anything like that. Yeah, man. I think I'm about to go uh, celebrate my homegirl's birthday. It is my homegirl's birthday. All right, Dee Dee's all right. Birthday. Who? Well, Where? Dee Dee. Uh, Dee Dee. Well, thank you for Dee coming, Dee. Jordan oh, Rock. Dee Dee. You guys have been great. Thank you so much uh, for coming to the After Laugh. And uh, you have anything you want to plug or promote? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm out here. Follow me on Instagram, Jordan Rock eight four three. Follow me on Twitter, Jordan Rock eight four three. Yes. Um, why eight four three? How that happen? Who? What's South Carolina area code? Is there some asshole Jordan Rock who has yeah, your Instagram? Yeah, somebody does have Jordan Rock. Contact uh, that motherfucker. I'm, I don't have the time, so <laughs> Jordan Rock eight four three. Watch uh, Love on Netflix. Watch the After Party on Netflix. Uh, got some other stuff. VH1, watch watch Safe Word on VH1. Um, I'm trying to work, you guys. Uh, yeah, you kill it, man. It's good to see you, brother. Yeah, man. Thanks I guys, for me. thanks for coming. Thank you. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh, <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs>